If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI US LLC. Happy New Year and welcome to Springboard Your Virtual Investing. My name is Albert Okran. Welcoming you on behalf of Team Springboard. It's an absolute honor and privilege to steer the ship once again this year, starting from January all the way to December. Indeed, God has been good to us in the past year, and we have great expectations for another exciting year here, matriculating every single week and graduating the same week as our personal values shoot up week by week. Springboard is brought to you by the Springboard Roshu Foundation and proudly sponsored by MTN Ghana and the Enterprise Group with media support from the Multimedia Group and the Graphic Communications Group. So, this year I want to start the year with a special series called Business in Deep Waters. These were messages shared by big friends of mine and various business leaders at our usual PCH hangouts at the New Wine Temple of ICGC, where I have the honor of serving as pastor. And the team thought that these thoughts shared originally in November will be beneficial to you here on the virtual university. So we'll serialize a couple of them. And the basis of this series is Psalm 107, verse 23 and 24, that says, those who go down to the sea in ships, who do business in deep waters, they see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. Our prayer for you as you go through the series is that you will see the wonders of God in the deep and you will find the pathway to the deep waters in whatever business or endeavor that you are involved in. Each of the resource persons that we bring in through will share about the ups and downs of business their own personal experience, and even more importantly, how to excel at the top end or the deep end of your own endeavor. We'll start today with that very special edition called By the Fireside, which many people spoke about, not just for the content, but the fact that the participants sat on the floor on, on mats and on pallets. So speaking on this edition, is our very own Uncle James Ibo White, CEO, playwright, and artistic director at Riverman Productions. Relax and enjoy as he navigates you through business in deep waters. Please don't go away. I'm going to take you through a journey, and I, I ask you to be patient with me. I'd like you to take your age. Do you have something to write with? Otherwise, you can use your phone. Now you can use, do all kinds of things. 
with a phone. Um, so you can pick your phone. Now, write your age and subtract your age from 69. What did you get? Or to make it easier for you, 69 minus your age. Though those of you who know mathematics, it wouldn't make much of a difference. But yes, what did you get? Anyone? 31, 27, 30. What did you get? Any of you? 49, 49, 50, 52, 29, 44, 50. All right. Listen to me carefully. The answer you got when you did that arithmetic, this is not mathematics, it's arithmetic. The answer you got is the difference between your age and my age. And this is the significance of what the figure you have before you. Before I put this, this mic down, I would have added that number of years of wisdom, insight, and experience to your age, and you'll still be as young as you are. That is a miracle that God is going to do for us this evening. You're going to be young and powerful because you would have imbibed the experience and the wisdom and the insights of that many years. That is what I'm asking for for you. I came to the Lord when I didn't know what it meant to come to the Lord. I became a Christian when I was not quite 14 years old. I became a Christian by reading. There was a magazine. Albert, remember um, African Challenge? That was a magazine. It was a magazine published by a missionary organization called Sudan Interior Mission. And in every edition, it contained a testimony, salvation testimony of somebody. And then it gave the, um, the sinner's prayer to say, um, and I did that. I followed the steps and I became a Christian. This was, oh, that was even before 14. I was in uh, elementary school class six. Um, so that would have been um, 12 years old, 12 years old. The problem with becoming a Christian by reading is that nobody led you to Christ. So nobody follows you up. Do you understand me? So for years, I was just a Christian in closet. Um, the world did not know. The neighborhood did not know. There wasn't any fellowship where I grew up in. And so I had to figure my way out. Fellowship came in later. I remember the first time somebody asked me, do you do, you do your quiet time? I didn't know what quiet time was. So I said, no. So he began to explain to me what a quiet time was. I said, oh, that one, I do it every morning. I was doing quiet time. I didn't know it had a name. So let's fast forward. I finish school. I start work. I start work very early. I start work early because I'm right from secondary school because my mother kept putting pressure. My father died when I was 15 and um, left five boys behind. I was the eldest of the five and I had to come out of school to help my mother look after them. My mother's biggest plan for me was to become a fitter, a mechanic. And she shared that with me several times that you will finish Sana 7, then I'll take you to Suami Magazine and apprentice you to a fitter. And then you become a fitter and then help me to look after your brothers. But this is why I am here talking to you. God intervened. My mother could not see beyond her means. She couldn't see beyond what she was capable of doing. God took over and um, somehow shifted my steps from going to Suami Magazine um, and into getting me to write the common entrance in Form 3, passing and coming to Accra to Osu Presby Secondary School. That's a long story. If you are somebody who follows me on the media, I've shared 
those aspects of the story. So I'm fast-forwarding it. I am jumping a lot of years because I do not want to bore you. If you're interested in during the question time you ask, I will tell you. Well, so I work as SNIT from secondary school, go to the university after six years, and from the university come out again. And this time, work with a publishing house called Asempa Publishers. And from that point on, my whole focus was serving God. My whole focus was I was an ultra Krifi, you know Krifi, born again man who the only language I knew was the language of the Bible and whether you are saved or not. If you are not saved, I will convert you right now, lay hands on you right now. That, that was me. Um, and so my whole life was about service. It was about serving the Lord. It was about glorifying him. Until, until I worked with another Christian organization that shall remain nameless for now, that dismissed me. Dismissed me with nine serious charges, none of which was true. And that threw me into a crisis. All my life, I have believed that Christians are different. Do you understand me? That if you're a Christian, there are certain things you don't do and you can't do. Um, and that Christians are far better than the ones who are not Christians. And so we should convert everybody to become a Christian so they can become better people. And then this group of highly educated, highly respected members of society who are Christians, Christian leaders, subject me to the most unjust treatment. On the 26th of September, 1990, I was the head of marketing and sales of this organization. We were a thriving Christian organization, breaking grounds. We were the leader of our market. In fact, we had about 99% of our market. And I walked into the office one day. We were doing well. We had expanded under my leadership. We had expanded business. Sales had um, skyrocketed um, staff. Morale was at the highest peak. Customers were coming in droves. We're doing so well. The board had written to me twice to commend me for the good work I was doing. And then one day, I walked to the office. My boss calls me at about 9, 9 a.m. Ebo, when you are free, please come to my office. Now, when my boss calls me, I can't remain. So I dropped whatever I was doing, ran to his office, Went into his office and there was one of my mentors sitting by him, who was then the acting chairman of the board. So I knew I, I, was, I was in good place. At any rate, my performance was so good, I had nothing to fear. I greeted my mentor and he didn't, answer, he didn't smile back. That should have told me this was going to be a very different day. Anyway, they hand me a letter about this is for you. And something told me, open the letter and read it immediately. So I opened the letter and read it right there. The title, the letter had the title. Summary dismissal. Nine charges, very serious charges against me. I was out. Summary dismissal. So nine o'clock, I had a job. 9.05, I was packing my things out of my office and leaving. I lived in a company house. I, I drove a company car. So it meant that I had also become homeless, and I did not have a car. My home, I married in 1983, so I've been married for 40 years now. My home 
Why, why are you clapping? I didn't say it was, ha I am happily married. I said I'm married for 40 years. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm happily married. Thank God. God blessed me with a good woman, a good, patient woman. Um, but I have always kept a single income home. In other words, in my home, I'm the only one who brings income. My wife does not bring income. I free her to do ministry. She's currently the chairperson for the Aglo chapters in Greater Accra and um, Eastern, part of Eastern region. Anyway, so I am painting this for you to understand the situation and circumstances. By 9.05, when I picked my, the few personal things I had in the office and walked out, I was homeless, I was jobless, and we had no income. And I had my, my household to feed. I had my aging mother to take care of. I had her aging parents to look after. I had my brothers who were in school that I was paying for. And I was jobless. All because a group of Christians did not practice the Christian principles they stand for. If they had practiced the Christian principle and at least even asked for my side of the story they had heard, it would not have come to this. But they didn't. They were not interested. And that is one of the things I find with Christians, that sometimes under the guise of trying to honor God, we do the most atrocious things to each other. Christians can mess you up big time, big time, especially when they hear bad reports about you. When Christians hear bad reports about you, they don't call you to check. They act. They take it for a fact and act on it until it is done to them. Then they cry. <laughs> Did you understand? Until they hear bad report about themselves, then they cry. Why, why would anybody? But when you heard a bad report about somebody, you didn't go to check it out with that person. Why wouldn't it be done to you? Anyway, I was home for one and a half years. Now, this is my testimony. For the one and a half years that I was home, my household and I had more to eat than when I was working. Whenever our provisions went low, We'll get up and somebody has left provision at the door for us. It was almost as if the person had some way of seeing into our stores and could tell when the rice was finished, could tell when the oil is gone, could tell. And so by the next morning, there'll be something at the door. I never, for one and a half years, I never found who did this. The first Christmas that I was home, I woke up in the morning and I went, I started praying. I said, Lord, when I was working, I cry chicken beer we could afford. But now here I am at home, I'm not working. What are we going to do? And just when I finished praying, my wife ran into the room. Ebo, come, 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 come. She dragged me out of the out of the room, went outside with her, and tied to the tree in the middle of the house was the biggest white sheep I ever saw. Now the house is gated. It had a security officer. So I went to the security guy and said, Brahma, who brought it? And Brahma said, Master, I know Siam. <laughs> and Brahma said, Master, I know Siam. And that was how for that Christmas we had a full sheep. We've never had it before and we've not had it since. I still can't afford a full sheep for Christmas. 
But that day, home, jobless, God provided. It took one and a half years later for God to turn my life around, to open new doors again for me. There were lessons I learned in that dark moment. You know, when, you are, when something happens to you, you think the whole world has said, and you think the whole world is judging you. Uh, for d- days, I couldn't come out of the house. Because whenever I walked and people looked in my direction, I thought, oh, they've heard. That's why they are looking at me. If there were any group of people standing in any corner, and for any reason, whilst I'm passing, they laugh. Oh, they are laughing at me. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCIUS LLC. And things that it took time to realize that it doesn't matter who has said and who has not heard. It doesn't matter. And then I also learned that for the Christian, there's something like disgrace. Who are you? <laughs> Did you understand me? We are, what is our reputation? We are sinners saved by grace. What is our reputation in that? But above all, it is about the times and seasons of God for us. He chooses when to lift us up. Sometimes he brings us down. Those one and a half years were very important formative years for me. I learned very much to lean on God. And then the Lord began to restore me gradually. Began in a way that many people would not like to deal with. I had to work with my junior in school. He had a company and I had to go and work for him. I had to work for other companies and take much less than I was worth. Because you see, when God is restoring you, you do whatever your hands find to do. You can't afford to be choosy. Whatever your hands find to do, do it. And do it well. The important lesson I had to learn is never to be bitter with anybody. Because if God does not permit people to hit you, nobody can hit you. If God does not permit anybody to move against you, nobody can move against you. Too often, we see the people, the instruments God used to help us with our journey, and we are bitter against them, and we hate them. No, they were instruments of God for your good. Why are you hating them? You know the Bible passage, Thou preparest a table before me. Oh, come on, let me hear you. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. What are my enemies doing when I am at table? Because my enemies won't eat with me. So what are they doing when I am at table? They are there to serve me. That's the only way they can be in the same room when I am at dinner, when I'm eating. And so whenever anybody decides that you are my enemy, you, I will show you where power lies. You, I will destroy you. You, I will show you. That person has recruited himself as your servant if you do not respond with anger and bitterness against him. Too often, what holds this thing up is our bitterness and anger. And God waits till we give it up so he can do what he needs to do. And I needed to get over that bitterness before God began to open any doors for me. Well... But talking about God preparing a table before us in the presence of our enemies, something interesting happened. Albert, I don't think I've told you and come for this. There was a member of the board 
Bigman, I'll mention the name to you in confidence because I can trust you to stay confidential. Who, for some reason, decided that this boy will destroy him completely. It is not just enough that we've disgraced him. It is not enough that we have sat him. I must make sure he doesn't rise again. So every company I worked for after that, after the one and a half years, this man wrote to that company and told them, maybe you do not know the man you have employed, but he's a criminal. We sacked him from here. So you two sack him. I worked, he wrote that letter to three different companies that I worked for. Sack him because he's a criminal. You know what God did? What he didn't know was that for each of those companies, before I took up employment, I told them fully about my background and told them, by the way, there's something you must know about me. I worked with this company and I was fired. But I am in court trying to clear my name. If the court finds me guilty, I will resign myself. You don't need to sack me. But I can assure you, there is not an altar of truth in what the charges they brought against me. All the companies believed me apart from one. One company let me go because of that. Anyway, but the other companies, the guys, by the time the man discovered I was working with this company, the, the owners of the company had gotten to know me so well and I had become their sick, their number two man, their nursing command. And so I remember the first one, Mr. Dazi, First Africa, reads the letter. He calls me, Mr. White, bra. Ah, now Uncle Fee, look at the letter they have written. Then he gives me the letter and said, go and draft a response for me and I will, I will sign it. Then we will take it to them. The second company, Mr. Kofin Siapoku, Kenafama. I was the general manager of Kenafama. Also the same thing. I'm sorry, now Uncle why do they want to destroy you? Look, go and draft a response and bring, I'll sign and then we'll dispatch it. The third company, the executive man, chairman called me and said, look at the letter your people have written. Go and do your work. Three times. The fourth company, um, among the, before the three, um, they took him seriously and they acted against me. Anyway, God began to restore me. Then, one day, the Ghana Academy of Arts and Sciences invites me to chair a program at the British Council. I get there. There are those of you who know the British Council. When you come out of the car park, the, end, the door you go through makes you enter the foyer. It's the foyer. Um, the auditorium will be on your left. So I get in there, and the general secretary of um, the Academy of Arts and Science is there and says, Uncle, you are welcome. We want all of you who will be on the high table to go inside together. So if you would wait for us to be ready, then we'll go in together. I said, oh, sure, I'll wait. So I'm signing the foyer. When I see this man, this man who on four occasions had written to companies, against me, coming. He sees me and says, hey, what are you doing here? And I tell him, oh, sir, I, I heard about the program going on here and I've decided I'm attending the program. Ah, uh, as for us, we are special guests, so we've got special invitation. So, <laughs> so they have reserved my, our seats for us. So I'm going. And then he left. He was ushered to his seat right at the front. Now, British Council, you enter from there the people are sitting here, they are sitting here, you walk through them, the podium is there, you either go this way or that way, but we went this way. So I am at the back of all the people who will be on the high table. And each of the men in front of me is professor. Do you understand me? This is Ghana Academy of Arts and Sciences. Professor, Professor Emeritus. 
And my man is standing, is, has a seat right, I think it was a second seat in front. So all of us had to pass in front of him. And as the first professor passed in front of him, he bowed. And he's smiling. He's very happy to be in the same room with the professor of that status. Do you understand me? He's happy. He feels honored. I'm a special guest in an event with this professor. The next man, Professor Emeritus, he bows again, even grain bigger. Because this is even a bigger professor than the one in front of him. And then the next one, and then the next one, about six or so of them. And he's, he, by this time, he's on top of the world. He's so happy. He's bowing to all of them. He's so happy. He, I think he's telling himself, look at how important I am. I am. I am in the same room with these people. And then after the last professor comes, nobody above white. And um, he goes, ha! And then he stops. He was going to ask me what I'm doing there. So he goes, ha! And then he catches himself and he stops. And his mouth is open. My hands are behind me. I walk behind the professors. We go like that. We go onto the podium. And because of him, when we got there, I decided I won't sit down. I'll wait. The audience are standing. The professors have gone to their seats. The middle seat is empty. I'm standing. The general secretary comes to me and says, Uncle, but if you don't sit down, nobody will sit down. So please, this is your chair. Sit down. So... Why am I sharing these things with you? I want you to understand, young people, that this world, the seasons are in the hands of God. Our lives are in the hands of God. God did not consult anybody as to how high he will take us or what he will do for us. And so it is not up to anybody to decide you, I will destroy you. In trying to destroy you, they open even more doors for you. Because, because if they hadn't sacked me, I would have stayed with that company till I retired. They had to sack me for me to move on. But their sacking also did something for me. It took the blindness from my eyes about Christians. I realized Christians are no different than the others. Christians can be wicked. They can be selfish. They can be greedy. They can be ruthless. And so it led me to the search of who the Christian is. Now... Because the Christian community through these people had rejected me, because they destroyed me, I was free to now have a direct relationship with God. Many of us don't have direct relationship with God. We have a relationship with God through the church, through the fellowship we belong to, through the people who are Christians. But we ourselves, we don't have a relationship with God. We don't know God for ourselves in their dismissal. They freed me because I had nobody to lean back on. They freed me to find God for myself and to lean on him and to discover what matters to this God, the mind of God. And that is how I came into theater. I had always been in theater from school, but then God showed me. One day, God challenged me and said, I want you to work in the area of your gifting and not the area of your certificates, not the area of your training. I want you to work in the area of your gifting. And from that day, I burnt all my certificates. So if you come to my house right now, if I appeared before you and you asked me for certificates, I don't have them. I burnt all of them because I didn't want to fall back on anything. I destroyed everything. And then God began. He said, I will teach you to walk on water. What it means to walk on water, there should be no reason why you should succeed. 
but you succeed because I say so, because I am God. There should be no reason why you should fly high, but you are going to fly high because I say so, and I'm the sovereign God. I take hold of your right hand and say to you, do not be afraid, I will help you. And so, the Spirit of God asked me again, what do you have in your hand? You know, this is what God taught me. The thing God will use to bless you, he is not now manufacturing it. He's already put it in your hand. That is why no matter where you find yourself, be the best you can be, do the best you can be, serve as well as you can, because you never know what you are doing on a daily basis. Become your profession, will become your destiny. So give it your best. There are too many people who are waiting for the big thing before they, they do their best. But even if they ask you to sweep, sweep well. Sweep so well that nobody can come back and sweep after you. Because you are such a fantastic sweeper. Because you never know what God would do with that. I had been the artistic director for You for Christ for many years. It was ministry. Nobody paid me for that. In fact, we spent money to get the ministry going. So when God asked me, what do you have in your hand? All I could say is drama. That's all I have. And then God took it. God took it. And when his time was right, again, I'm jumping the processes because of time. When his time was right, and I, 6th of September, 2008, before then, go three months before then, I'd gone to church to preach. It's a church at Hosu Children's Home. And as I drove out of the compound, the story of unhappy wife's confused husband was given to me. It began to well in my mind as I drove. I drove like a crazy man to the office and began to write. I wrote, I wrote all day, all evening, and the next day, and I finished. Now, remember I said I drove to the office? It wasn't my office. It was an office of a man called Mr. Recon, Charles Recon, Renko. After I finished the play, I didn't have money. So the play is there. I had no idea what I was going to do. All I know is that God has given me a story, but I have no means of producing it. Then one day, Mr. Recon looks at me and said, Mr. White, we are a player at Chet, are And I said, Mr. Recon, then he asked, how much? He laughed, went into his drawer, took a check, wrote a check and tore it and gave it to me. I looked at it. It was for 5,000 Ghana cities. And at that moment, as I held the check, the Spirit of God said, go to National Theater. Go to National Theater. You are going to do the, produce the play there. So I tell Mr. Rekko, Mr. Rekko, National Theater. Mr. Rekko said, no, wait, 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 wait. National Theater. Okay, then. I said, I'm going to book for my next play. He said, wait, Mr. White. Our center, I had done a play at our center years before. I said, our center, Anyeye. Capacity, 450. Anyeye. Christ the King, which was the second player did. Anyeye. Sitting capacity, 600. Banquet Hall. Capacity, 800. And to Mr. White, go and look for some small hall. Go. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? 
Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. To ATTC and as for the assembly hall, it will take about 400, um, less than 400 people, so that even if people don't come, the few that will come. It will look like plenty of people. And I said, Mr. Mr. Rocco, the Spirit of God says, National Theater. He said, okay, if the Spirit of God says so, go. So I go to the National Theater. Go to the guy who does the booking. Tell him, I want 6th of September. He plays the book open. He said, yes, 6th of September is open. I said, well, I want it. He takes a pencil to write my name. And the Spirit of God says, tell him you'll do two shows. I didn't have the confidence to tell him that. So what I did was to ask him, um, my brother, if somebody does two shows at the theater, do you charge extra? And then he stopped writing and looked at me and said, Mr. White, don't tell me that you want to do two shows. Because there's a reason why nobody does two shows here, because it, does, it won't work. That's why nobody does it. I said, you haven't answered my question. My question is that if somebody wants to do two shows, would you take extra? He said, because we know it won't work, we won't take any, anything extra. <laughs> I said, then please, put it down that I'll do two shows. 6 September 2008. Along the line, when I ran out of funds, God directed me to then Mr. and Mrs. Okran, Albert and Comfort Okran. And they provided financial support as well um, for me, for me to do the production. Now, you know, you may not know this, but our God is a showman. When his time is ripe, he doesn't do the ordinary. He doesn't do ordinary. He do what blows minds. The day says 6th of September 2008, two shows. The Thursday before the Saturday, the 6th of September 2008 was a Saturday. The Thursday before the Saturday, all, all tickets for the two shows were gone, were sold out. In Accra, there were people driving around looking for tickets they couldn't find. In fact, on the day of production, somebody went to him. Um, somebody who's, whose name I won't mention <laughs> went to him and said, I need to see Uncle Bo because I need a ticket. He had promised his wife that he would buy a ticket. I'll buy the ticket. I'll buy the ticket. I'll buy the ticket. I'll buy the ticket. Saturday morning, no ticket. People drove to join. Tickets are finished. Drove to a Porsche. Tickets are finished. Drove to Frankie's. Tickets are finished. Drove to... Um, Bus stop. Tickets are finished. They drove to um, Tema um, Shell. Tickets are finished. They went to Bachonatuta. Tickets are finished. Everywhere they could go. Tickets for the two shows were sold out. The first time National Theatre was sold out. Not once, but twice. And not 
and not for any other thing but for a play. Unhappy wives, confused husbands. Come the day for the first show, we didn't have to sell even one ticket at the gate. We sent away about 200 people. 200 people who had turned up without tickets and we didn't have room for them. All three levels were filled. Second show, we sent away over 300 people. 300 people begging to get buy tickets. There was no ticket for them. Why? God's time had come. In your life, you'll face challenges. I wish I could say that your life would be easy. No, that's not God. If God is with you, your life is never easy. It's never straightforward. I wish that everybody would like you, not everybody would like you. Because God needs servants to help you. And in God's balance, he chooses your enemies to be your servants. They open the doors for you. But if you stick with God, I can guarantee you one thing. The light of your life will get brighter and brighter as you grow older and older. Our light does not diminish. It gets brighter. Because at 69, I am dreaming new dreams. At 69, I am doing things that young people can do. There is no young person in Ghana or anywhere else who can write and produce and direct a play every three months. The reason why nobody is doing it is because nobody can do it. It's not easy unless God gives it to you to do. And God has given it to me to do. But note, don't look at me today. Remember the journey to this place. So when you have to go through your journey, don't throw your hands up. Hang in there. Trust God. The God you have trusted, the God you lean on, will not let you down. He will not let your enemies laugh at you forever. They will laugh at you today. But you remember that man who opened his mouth at the, at the British Council? All your enemies will open their mouth because they can't explain what God has done in your life. May God bless and keep every one of you. There are many destinies gathered here. Many of you are headed for incredible things. And I celebrate God's grace and mercy for you. But may your strength hold in the worst of times. In the worst of times. One of the times when I, was, I felt beaten, I went to God for comfort. Um, I had been told um, that sometimes Bible can speak to you. So I go to the Bible. Um, I had a friend who I worked with at Senate. Whenever he wanted God to speak to him, he would take the Bible, pray, close his eyes, flip the Bible open, put his finger on any part of the page, open page, and wherever his finger touched, that was God's word, word to him. The first time he told me, I laughed at him, I said, oh, go with you. He's called Frank. Uh, Frank, so the next time he had an issue, he came to me and said, Mr. White, I am asking God to answer this question for me. I want you to be part of this. So he gives me the Bible. And then he prays. And then he says, flip it open. I flip it open. He put, and his eyes are closed. He puts his hands, pokes his hands on the page. And then he says, 
Mr. White, read what is there for me. I read it and it was a perfect counsel from God for him. So I go home and say, ah, but me too, I have problems. <laughs> me too, I have problems and I have Bible. So me too, I take Bible. Say my prayer. Flip it open. Poke my, my finger on the page. Matthew chapter 1. The genealogy of Jesus. So so and so begat, so so and so, so so and so begat, so so and so, so so and so begat, so so and so, so so and so begat, so so and so. And then I realized that no, God deals with all, all of us differently. But it was a day when I was so broken and God led me to scriptures. It's in Jeremiah. If you have run against men and they have tired you out, how can you run against horses? If in the clear plains you are stumbling, how would you survive in the thickness in the wilderness? Believer, following God is not for softies. God does not have soft children. So hang in there. Take the punches. But don't lie down and die. Come back. Come back. The battle is the loss. That is true on condition that you don't run away from the battle. Stay there and wait till God fights the battle. But don't give it up. Don't turn and run away. Look at the armor that is given to us, the armor of the Christian. I think it is in Romans. The armor of the believer. There is no cover for our back. So when you turn around, you are vulnerable. Don't give it up. The young ladies here, a boy broke your heart and you want to die. Young lady, relationship, not every relationship will lead to marriage. Some of the most, the relationship that you feel so comfortable in is a relationship that will break your heart. It doesn't matter. There are young ladies here who, are, who, have, who have embalmed a foolish boy in their heart for years. That boy should be allowed to die, but they won't allow the boy to die. And the pain is still there. Let it go. That boy was not worth you. He wasn't worth the grace of God upon you. He wasn't worth the destiny God put on your hands. God drove him away from you. Pick yourself up. You've been dismissed. Pick yourself up. There is a subject you need to do in school that keeps putting you down. Tell God, this subject, let me conquer it. Don't run away and say, me, I don't like mathematics. That, listen, if you are here and you don't like mathematics, let me tell you something. Mathematics is the language of God. True. No, true. I'm serious. It's the language of God. It is the language of the universe. If you don't know, let me tell you. So, tell God, open my minds. Don't ask for mathematics to be cheap or easy. Ask to be stronger and better than the challenge. And God will bless you. The young men here who are bitter because somebody should have helped you. Somebody should have supported you and didn't support you and you are bitter. Hey, pick yourself up. Nobody owes you anything. Nobody owes you anything. So may God bless every one of you. I wish God can open your eyes to see your own destiny. I wish God can open your eyes to see your own future. Your future is awesome. Don't let the world tell you any different. Your future is awesome. Don't let the world tell you any different. Reverend Albert Okran.
I celebrate you. I pray for God's renewed anointing upon your life. I pray for fullness. I pray that wherever your name is dropped, there will be honor, there will be celebration. And I pray that the relationship between you and comfort will continue to get richer and richer and better and better. May God look after your health. May God bless the children. And put them, give them the feet of the deer so they will tread on the heights. May God bless the ministry of the new wine. May God grant provision that this edifice, this wonderful edifice, will be finished ahead of anybody's expectations. The new wine temple become a beacon and a place where Ghana's soul will be saved. Thank you very much. When are you supposed to say, okay, this one requires a lot of patience? And when are you supposed to say, hey, this is so below me, I just need to move on and then call the bluff? Where do you draw the difference? You hang on till God tells you to move. Because we are not our own. And our seasons are in God's hands. You wait. Take the abuse, if even it is an abuse, until God says, move. Um, there is a dear brother. Again, I will not use his name because I haven't obtained his permission to tell his story. But he works with an um, auditing firm. And in the most auditing firms, when you qualify, when you chatter, you are supposed to be made a junior partner. He chatted and they refused to make him a partner. And he was very mad, he was angry, but he was, he was very close to God. And God told him, shut up, stay there. About four generations of chartered accountants after him, each of them came, they were all made um, junior partners. He was still there, he was still an account manager. And everybody thought, you are a fool. You are a big fool. But for those of us who were close to him, he said, God says, he said, I don't understand, but God says I shouldn't move. Then one day, he gets somebody coming to him. And the person's words are these. This was the establishment of the Grain Commission in Ghana, the first original um, when the Grain Commission in Ghana was first established. The person comes and says, we have been asked to put together the Grain Commission. I have, I have been told by the funding agency that the only condition they would give us the kind of support we need is to get a first-class accountant, chartered accountant. Everywhere I go, it is your name that comes up. So here's the deal. Name your price. Any amount. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder. La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. 
Name where you want to live in Accra. We'll buy a house for you. Tell us the kind of car you want to drive. We'll make sure you go to the showroom of that car and drive out with a new one. And God said, that is what you've been waiting for. Take it. Overnight, he was above everybody he was even working under. Overnight, God had lifted him to a level that nobody could have imagined he would, he would ever get to. You know, let's read the Bible seriously. Let's read the Bible seriously. On the day that God declared Abraham righteous, on the day, not the day after, not the day before, on the day God declared Abraham righteous, Genesis chapter 15, was also the day God told him, I am so pleased with you. You have honored me so much. I am now going to tell you what is ahead of you. Your descendants are going to be enslaved for 400 years in a land not their own. Not 10 years, not 5 years, not 2 decades. 400 years on the day Abraham was declared righteous. Figure it out. That's our God. I hope you understand what I'm saying. On the day, you think that, okay, maybe God is punishing. The Israelites are in Egypt and they are suffering because God is punishing their ancestors. These are ancestral cases. No, on the day that God declared Abraham righteous in his sight, it was on that day, same day, that God said, I'm going to tell you what is ahead of you. Your descendants are going to be enslaved and maltreated in a land not their own for 400 years. And then God tells him, but don't worry about it. When the time is up, I'll bring them up and I'll give them this same land. The land in which you are. So don't be worried about them. They'll be fine. Joseph. What did Joseph do to go to Egypt? And you are sold, you are betrayed by your brothers, you are sold in, into slavery, and you think that is enough. Only for you to have the, mas, the wife of your master frame you up and put you into trouble, and then you go into prison. But you needed to be in the prison before you could stand in front of Pharaoh. Because as a Hebrew, there's no way you could stand in front of Pharaoh. So you needed to be in prison. To meet somebody there who would give you the recommendation that would bring you into Pharaoh's prison. This is Bible. We are reading the Bible wrong. Read the Bible as it is and let God speak to you. So I know the situation. Serve to the best of your ability. Don't be bitter. Positions, Joe, we'll leave them here. Position, we'll leave them here. Offices, you know, people go to office, they want a big office, they want furniture. You will leave it there, it's all yours. Do you understand me? The day you turn 60, we'll give you, we'll give you a war clock and send you home. And I've, I've never understood why we give people a war clock. 
on their retirement. Because the day you retire is the day time doesn't mean anything to you. But that is when we'll give you a war clock. Go home and hang it on the wall. So you will see how quickly time passed and how your time has all gone down the drain. So Joe, hang in there, do a good work, serve well. When God's time is up, he'll do that to you. That's what he does. When you want to eat, just Momo it. Tired of the long queues in the supermarket? Pay with Momo. When you really want that beautiful new blouse, just Momo it. When you want to get a trim and get fresh to impress you know who, just Momo it. When you need to pay your utility bills and domestic staff, Shani Momo. When you want to send love to the family back home, send some Momo. Join the millions of MTN Momo users all over Ghana and live life the brighter way. So just Momo it. MTN. Grandma looked very peaceful. I was completely amazed when I saw her neatly presented. She looked just like she was sleeping. You haven't seen anything yet, my brother. You should have seen the care and quality treatment they gave her at Transitions. Eh? One man, one room, just like a five-star hotel. Wow. And not only that, we had a dedicated person to guide the family through the funeral planning process. Are you sure? Of course. From picking her up to when we lowered grandma down, everything was completely stress-free. They had all the needed funeral services, caskets, hairs, chapel, and so much more. This one, dear, no family fights after all. I'm so happy we made a right decision to use Transitions. With Transitions, your loved one gets the best of care while the family enjoys a stress-free funeral planning process. Call us now on 0302-634-706. And no... Did I tell you they are affordable? Transitions, the funeral people. Welcome back to Springboard, your virtual university. If you join us along the line, that was the unmistakable voice of Uncle James Abel White sharing on business in deep waters. As I indicated earlier on, this was originally shared in November at PCH Hangouts at ICGC, the New Wine Temple at, at East Ligon, where I have the privilege of serving as pastor in charge. So tell me what touched you the most? What brought tears to your eyes? What inspired you to keep going on? Have you revised your notes about adversity? Let's keep this discussion going on social media. Tag me on Albert Eni Okran as we explore what exactly does it take to enter the deep waters? Is it going down first and coming up or is it weaving your way through the waves? Let's talk about it and let's see what you think about business in deep waters. It's now time for the enterprise advantage tip. And today we are talking about bundling for savings. So what exactly can bundling insurance policies do for you? And that's as simple. Bundling or combining multiple insurance policies like home and auto often leads to significant cost savings. It simplifies your insurance management and also unlocks potential discounts. And so that makes it a very smart financial move. So next time you call Enterprise to buy a policy, see how you can bundle both home and auto or any other policy that you are considering to enjoy the benefits of bundling. 
This tip is brought to you by the Enterprise Group and you can call them on 030-263-4777. Email info at myenterprisegroup.io. Enterprise, your advantage. Let me now tell you why everyone is talking about the Ghana Growth Program, the biggest thing that young people are talking about at this time in their lives, especially here in Ghana. So this program is bringing together a huge network of young people excited about opportunities in agriculture, agribusiness, the technical and vocational value chain. So signing up to the Ghana Growth Program enables them to receive ideas, free training, mentorship, and just information about various opportunities in the value chain. So if you are listening or watching and you want to be part of that exciting army of young people thinking about agriculture or agribusiness, please reach out to us on the call center 030 is the call center number for Springboard, you can find out more about the Ghana Growth Program. Ghana Growth is an initiative of Mastercard Foundation in partnership with Springboard, Roadshow Foundation, and a number of our technical partners. So thank you so much for joining us in this starting edition of Springboard, your virtual university for the year. It promises to be exciting. So next week, one more edition of Business in Deep Waters. Pack up your parachutes or whatever it is you need on that boat as we navigate our way through the waters and trust God for guidance, wisdom, and direction to ensure that we land on the other side. So we come again next week. My name is Albert Okran on behalf of Team Springboard saying God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este... Comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.